you going? No, man. You got the right classroom. Come on in, take a seat beside me, my friend. Hey, look, here comes T.A. Charlie. Let's see what he got to say. Morning, you're watching The Road to Concord with Professor Joe Bakanovic. Homeroom is on Rumble. You just go to Rumble and you search channels for The Road to Concord. It's one word. When you find it, you go ahead and you click follow. Might mean you got to set up an account, but it's fast, it's easy, it's free. I did it, you can do it. For those technologically challenged members of the class, you can also catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. Sometimes YouTube, but not today. Mostly just Wednesday. <laughs> not when I'm on donuts, man. Jeez, what's wrong with you yeah, people? Then you, then you can catch the podcast <laughs> after the show. It's uploaded to Podbean, iHeartRadio, and Spotify, sometimes BitChute. Just look for The Road to Concord. You can go to the blog page. That's roadtoconcord.com. That's where you find all your show notes, study notes, and handouts for the class. Finally, you can email a professor at joe at the road to concord.com. He's actually caught up at the moment. So, uh, you know, send him some more emails. Earn myself more, a donut. Give him some more work to do. Work. Phones are on today. Why are you throwing four-letter words at me? But only for registered numbers. We only accept calls from regular known classmates if you wish to call in and our regular classmate. You may request phone access through an email, and I'll think about it. <laughs> if you find our classes helpful, please click the thumbs up, like, subscribe, and share it with those you think could benefit from it. Just warn them Joe is an acquired taste, and he's on donuts today. But he's been on three donuts. And, and it hasn't worked just as well. Yeah. now starting to show any effect. The chief is grumpy today. I forgot so, his medicine. Yeah, yeah. And he forgot my medicine. Arctic, can you believe he forgot my medicine today? <sighs> this show is listener-sponsored, meaning... We do not solicit business advertising, so we're not limited in the content we provide for y'all. With that said, we do ask for your participation on a value-for-value value basis. If you find our show of value to you, then you provide an equivalent portion of your labor and treasure through the donut link on the Road to Concord blog page, show description on Rumble, and the comments on the other streams. Hey, we all know T.A. Charlie isn't all there. <clears throat> now, just stay seated and give it a chance. You soon realize we not might be the smartest, but we each independently form opinions based on reason and logic. We're free thinkers. Let's see what the road to Concord with Professor Joe Bakanovic has on the lesson plan for today. Nothing. Nothing is on the lesson plan. Just donuts. And they're not working as well as they're supposed to work. Anyway, your classmate Aaron Spikes has donuts. So if y'all want some, go over there, see him. Make him share. His wife has already been helping herself, apparently. So he's, but he still has a few left. So make him give you some donuts and, and then just let the donut work. You know, like, like Kay tells Jay, you know, trust the pie. Well, in this case, around here on the road to Concord, you got to trust the donuts. And today, they're just not working. I think because I forgot to bring Charlie his medicine, he brought me donuts with artificial sweeteners, which means there's no sugar in them and the sugar's not working because, you know, aspartame will not give you a sugar high it requires real sugar it's amazing i don't oh i gotta share this with you you know like i have a normal sense of humor so i'm on this facebook page about the uss whatever the heck they called it or the ss whatever the the, the name of the ship from aliens you know that the marines space marines were in it's, it's a facebook page about alien the the, the series a movie series but they posted a really yummy looking um meme of a gingerbread man with the cookie monster coming out of his chest. 
I loved it. <laughs> it suits my sense of clean, perfectly normal sense, you know, personality and, and sense of humor. So, nothing warped about me at all. Uh, today is Conspiracy Theory Thursday. And like the title says, we're going to be doing, uh, we're going to be discussing conspiracy theories about Christmas and New Year's and, and the Super Bowl and whatever the heck else comes up to mind. Um, one of my big ones here for Christmas, since that's been our theme this week, I suspect that, you know, Christmas was started as a giant conspiracy, a nudge theory conspiracy before the nudge theory was even, you know, formalized. What, 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 you know, it's where you get two for and three for and four for all out of one holiday. What type of conspiracies would it be? Well, folks, come on now. Y'all know that Christmas is a conspiracy to start family squabbles, don't you? Especially among siblings. Because, you know, Johnny got the present you wanted. Come on. How about uh, to spread depression? And if you're one of the ones that, that has been affected by that conspiracy, it's an evil and demonic conspiracy, but I know it affects a lot of Americans this time of year. They get depressed. We feel for you. We do. I'm, I'm not kidding. Cheer up because, you know, New Year's is coming. And that's a time to, well, that's another conspiracy. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, don't, don't forget, you know, this is also a conspiracy with Santa Claus to get you to buy more stuff. Because it's not like, you know, this materialistic world we live in isn't already tempting enough to go out and buy everything you want. Because, like, you know, nobody knows what to get me for Christmas because, you know, being a typical American male, I just buy what I want throughout the year anyhow. So when Christmas time comes around, there's nothing I want because I've already bought it for myself. Selfish, you know, self-indulgent um, sinner and all that I am, you know, so nobody knows what to get me for Christmas. So that, that, you know, get me to love the creation rather than the creator. It, it, oh, Christmas conspiracy theory number uno. It's it, the Christmas was started to, to promote the propagation of ugly sweaters. Oh, come on, man. This is breeding season. This is breeding season for ugly sweaters. Admit it. You know it is. This, you know, like the rut for deer hunters. You know, that's, that's already, we've had that, but this is, this is like that for sweaters. It's Christmas. Um, oh yeah. Don't forget. It's also a way. This is definitely a conspiracy theory that might actually have some tangible content. meaning it, it might not be a theory. Christmas is also another time when they encourage you to eat more foods that they have poisoned so that you get fatter and die and get, get, Hey, Hey, Ed Delanois in the house. Everybody say hello to chief. Not an Air Force chief, Charlie, a Navy chief, hello, a chief. real chief. He's not like oh, you Air oh, Force oh. types. He's a, Yeah, okay. Yes, he was a Navy chief. Yes, and a chief warrant officer. So, you know, he's got a foot in both worlds. Hey, Ed, good to, good to see you on board. But the conspiracy theory for Christmas makes you eat more food, you know, the food with the poison in it so that you don't have babies. And then you get fat and they can get you off of the healthcare rolls. <laughs> Ed, you be careful of air in there. He was an army doggy. <laughs> so there's that. And then I told you we we're going to talk. And before we get to the really yummy ones that I really do want to talk about, you know, I got to get through the stupid ones. New Year's. Well, that's, that's another conspiracy theory to sell gym, gym memberships. We, we had to start New Year's as a conspiracy to sell gym memberships. 
because I mean, come on, who else is? Oh yeah, and to boost alcohol sales, like we need a, you know, oh oh oh, and it was also you know it's a twofer, threefer. One of the other things you get out of out of the New Year's conspiracy is it gives useless B and C rate um, celebrities an opportunity to do a TV show uh, for you with the top ten of or the top twenty five or top fifty or whatever lists. And then you know Super Bowl is a conspiracy theory. This is when they 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 decide who wants to make the most money in in Las Vegas, because you do realize that the Super Bowl is a super selection. That game's not really being played; it's already been chosen. The winners have already been decided, and it's all about money. You know the money, money, money. And how do I know that's real? <laughs> well, first of all, have you been paying attention to all of the the uh, stupid referee calls that have been going on in the NFL lately? I mean, come on, man. It could be more obvious. But really, if you if you don't think that um, the NFL is rigged, go look up their corporate filing. They're an entertainment industry, not a sporting industry, which means that they are legally allowed to rig it, just like wrestling. <laughs> Conspiracies, right? All right. I promise you some actually good ones. We'll, we'll get into a few because I'm going to run out of material here in about 15, 20 minutes. And then we can call it a day and just everybody go home, you know, because the donuts aren't working. How about the conspiracy that we're all living in a black hole? And that we're not alive anymore. We are just information smeared across the event horizon of the black hole. Have you heard that one yet? Well, I don't know exactly how that would work. But I do remember this. Y'all are going to have to get out your Wayback Machines. You know, your personal memory holes. Unlock them. How many of you remember that they were going to perform that experiment with the CERN Hydron Super Collider over there in the Netherlands or whatever about a decade ago? And the scientists were warning, this could cause a black hole to open up and swallow the Earth. Well, there are people who think that that's exactly what happened. That they ran that super collider. And it created a black hole that swallowed the earth. And we are now all in a black hole and we're living in a uh, simulation of our minds. We're just a continuation of whatever, just, you know, I don't know how they explain it, but this is real. This is going around in geek wonk world of, you know, the astrophysicists and stuff. So the black hole matrix. Yes, there we go. Road dog. Have you heard about this before? <laughs> So um, that's one conspiracy theory. <laughs> Don't encourage him to eat more donuts. The hologram theory of information. I love it. <laughs> yep. James Holt is, we're on to his world now. Um, how about the fact that we've actually, instead of a black hole, we ripped a hole in the multiverse. The, you know, the multiple parallel universes. And that we've made it so that people and things are crossing over between these different parallel universes. Now this one, I'm not sure I like the black hole theory, but this one here, <laughs> this one here, I'm not so fast to dismiss as being crazy. Um, it, it, it might be hard to wrap your head around, um, but you know, the, this, this just happened just recently. It was last year. They were, I think it was, they're going to do another one of these CERN hydron super collider experiments. And, you know, super genius boy, blonde-haired, blue-eyed kid or whatever, 17-year-old, you know, smarter than Stephen Hawking. He, he started yelling at him, hey, don't do that. You're going to rip a hole in the multiverse. Well, <laughs> they're thinking maybe we did that. 
Because that would explain a whole lot of weird things that are going on. Um, it, it would explain the Mandela effect. Remember that those of you, and I've got to talk to you, those of you who are old enough that you don't remember a time. I mean, old enough that you can remember a time without cell phones and computers. Y'all remember that Ed McMahon used to work for Publishers Clearinghouse Sweepstakes? Because they're telling us he never did. He worked for some other organization that I've never heard of. Oh, no, 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 no. I remember Ed McMahon working for Publishers. He was the one who showed up to give you all your money every year. Yeah, I remember that clearly. Just like uh, they'll tell you that another one of these Mandela effects is that Richard Simmons never wore a headband. Oh, bull crap. Homeboy liked to wear a head, headbands, usually a red one. And they're telling us that that never happened. It's a whole bunch of things. Curious George never had a tail. The Baron Stain Bears were never the Baron Steen Bears. E-I, it's A-I. It's always been that way. There's all sorts of craziness going on right now in the Mandela effect. Well, apparently this is supposedly according to this conspiracy theory, uh, said that it, what this is is the crossing of different universes back and forth between or people into and out of different universes. So if if you remember it one way and you're in a universe where, you know, they say and it never happened, well, you, you got bumped out of your universe and you're in another one and vice versa. So we've thrown people around. So somewhere, in other words, somewhere there's a universe where they're saying, what do you mean, Ed McMahon, you know, he worked for this other crazy place. He always worked for Publishers Clearinghouse Sweepstakes. No, he never worked for that non-known place. So they're doing the opposite world. And this would also take into effect some of the paranormal activity. You know, all these skinwalkers that people are catching on video. Most of them are probably just fakes. And I, I'm I'm happy to ad admit that. Uh, you know, I don't buy every conspiracy theory I run into and everything. Um, <laughs> hold on. Stop. We got to go back here real quick. James Holt. I don't know what it says. Let's I just pop it up here. Let's read it. Um, comment on the board. It says I've dipped my toes in the Mandela effect rabbit hole. I learned more, lean more towards the theory that it is a government psyop to make people question their memories of the past so that they can rewrite history as opposed to the alternate un alternative universe theory. Now, James, that is a very yes. Yes. I like that. That clicks with a lot more stuff that, that we've talked about on this class. Yes. So that they can rewrite. Yes. Which means what else are they doing to us? You know, in along that lines of thinking, but the idea of the ripped multiverse, and, and this is a serious theory. This has been put forward by astrophysicists um, and they're serious about it. And I, I personally, I'm not going to dismiss it. But I think it's a little on the Kookville side, you know. I'm your favorite conspiracy theorist. I'll I'll swallow anything, right? No, 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 no. I'm like Mikey when it comes to conspiracy theories. Tell it to Joe if Joe believes it, you know. Because give it to Joe, he'll believe anything. No, nope, no, nope, not anything. You, you got me confused with Alex Jones. <laughs> but according to the ripped universe theory, this is where some of these uh, creatures that people claim to be catching on camera are coming from, and the ghosts. It's they're they're crossing over from the. It, it, Bigfoot, the portal time traveler, boop, boop, bouncing in and out of different dimensions. I don't know. It's just, that might be a whole different portal time travel. Uh, I got no idea. But this is also people are suggesting that the ripped multiverse is where some of the time travelers are coming from. 
time travelers. Yeah, you want to dive down a rabbit hole, just Google that up sometime. Google something about serious time travelers or real time travelers. <laughs> Clay told our Bigfoot lives in inner earth. Oh, please, Clay, don't start with that because that's another conspiracy theory that the earth is hollow. <laughs> Clay, comment on the board about Bigfoot living in inner earth, you know, the hollow earth. And I know you're laughing at that, except for one thing. Does anybody, Clay, do you know why the Russians quit digging that deep hole that they were they were trying to dig all the way through the Earth's crust? Do you know why they quit? Does anybody know why they quit? Supposedly, the claim is. Does anybody on the board know why, what, what the claim is as to why the Russians quit drilling that hole? It's because they, they put a microphone down there and they heard weird voices that sounded like people screaming in torment. Yeah, well, they found Bigfoot. Nope, nope, they didn't found Bigfoot. They think they found hell. They think the earth is hollow. So, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> heat, yeah, they did find heat. Um, and now we're down the Admiral Bird rabbit hole. Yes, William. Yes, Mr. Holt. He knows about the Admiral Bird, William Holt. Yes, look that one up. That one's... Yeah, there's some more cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs there. Or the theory that, you know, the astrophysicists have done the theory. We're using the math we have now. The Earth is not flat and it is not round. It is a donut. donut, donut. That is my favorite wackadoodle theory. But yes, the math will support the fact that the Earth is actually a donut, donut, donut shaped. You can make the math work. So there's another theory. <laughs> but I was getting back to uh, time travelers. Look that one up. There have been people recorded in history that it's documented newspapers and everything else. This isn't, this isn't an internet hoax unless, unless Mr. Holt is correct. And this is one giant psyop being propagated on us. And that's entirely possible. Take care, Ed. We'll see you later, buddy. He's got to run. Ed just popped in. We make his head hurt here. <laughs> Ed knows that he, he, he breathed too many, mixed gases when he was younger i'll let y'all try to figure that one out all i'm gonna do is give you a hint he was in the navy so anyway um the idea of time traveling you need to look into that sometime just just, just you know just to keep yourself amused what to do with that i don't know um is is it theoretically possible yes actually it is is it possible the way they do it in the movies i don't think so but anyway, and then, oh, the favorite rip in the universe multiverse theory is that's where your UFOs are coming from. Um, now, <laughs> that one's really interesting. UFOs. Well, <laughs> how many of you noticed that uh, or seen the article about Tucker Carlson? He was in an interview lately and he was asked uh, just recently and he was asked, you know, if there's anything he's afraid to cover. Uh <laughs> oh clay please anyhow they asked tucker carlson are there any stories you're afraid to cover and he says yep two of them and the second one we'll get, we'll get to the first in a minute but the second story was ufos and he said that he's he hints in his answer that he gets information that is not in public you know you can't find it on the internet in other words people are talking to him government people are talking to him and he says he doesn't know what to make of it he says but the government knows it's real 
And he says that some of the stuff he's hearing is scary enough that he would understand why, you know, people would keep it quiet and want to hide it, thinking that the public couldn't handle it, not ready to deal with it. And he also mentions that the government's known about these, whatever they are, since about probably the 1930s. And he says, whatever they are, they're real and they're not human. And then he also says something else in there that nobody paid attention to. He said it, it was one line. He goes, there's definitely a spiritual aspect to this that I don't understand. Well, everybody probably read that and goes, yeah, because it means the Bible's not real. Oh, nay, nay. No, nay, nay. <laughs> Y'all know one of my favorite conspiracy theories that those UFOs are Nephilim. Or, well, that's probably the grays and the greens or the Nephilim. The UFO and the aliens, you know, the take me to your leader type aliens, the lizard people. Those are probably fallen seraphim angels. And yeah, if you, if you want to go with that one, you need Dr. Heiser's books, the portent and the, um, I'll say portent. And I can't remember there's facade, the facade, the portent. He never finished that trilogy. And I got a feeling somebody shut him down and told him, don't you dare finish it because I've talked, tried to talk to him before he passed away. And I've tried to talk to his people afterwards. They will not discuss the third book. They will delete your comment as though it was never made. They don't, for some reason, that third book fell in a rabbit hole. Read the first two and you'll understand. <laughs> oh yeah, that's another one. James Holt says, Ed McMahon and the fruit of the loom Mandela effect events are the ones that convince me that this is a psyop. The fruit of the loom, that there was never a Capricorn, uh, uh, what do you call that thing? The, the, the cone-shaped basket. Uh, Capricorn or? Cornucopia. Cornucopia, yeah. There was never a cornucopia on the fruit of the loom logo. Yes, there was. I remember that thing very clearly when I was a kid. That's where whenever people, that's where we learned the word cornucopia was from that logo. It, and it says, I remember Ed McMahon giving out publishers clearinghouse checks, and I clearly remember the cornucopia of fruit on the fruit of the loom on the graphics. Yes, you do, because it was there. It was there. So I think that James is on to something there. We're in a, caught in a giant psyop. But <laughs> going back to the UFOs, <laughs> I firmly believe what you're dealing with. Me. Me, my favorite conspiracy theory here is that what you're dealing with is the fallen angels that have been let out of the Tartarus, you know, the the prison at the bottom of of Sheol of Hades. Um, yeah, that's actually mentioned by Peter um, in the Bible, it, and it's also mentioned in Greek and Roman um, mythology. And I think they've been turned loose and they're doing their thing again, because if you, we've shown this on the show before. If you see the the ancient um, throne guardians, you know, spiritual throne guardians, the figurines of what the Bible would call a Nephilim, I mean, not a Nephilim, excuse me, a seraphim, they look like lizard people. And the seraphim, the, the fiery serpents story in the Bible, the run around biting people and killing them. If you get into the Hebrew there, it may not have been snakes. Those might have been snake-like looking seraphim. So it, it's it's inherent in the Hebrew language, but Dr. Heiser explains that in one of his videos. You can go hunt for that. But that's personally where I think that that one is going to run if you chase that that conspiracy theory. If you go that way, the portent and the facade, chase, go read those books or listen to them. 
Holy cow. Skinwalkers. Yeah, that, that I don't know what to make of skinwalkers. You know, this I a shapeshifters people. Um, spiritual demonic shape-shifting beings that can werewolves and you know they pretend to be an animal one time a person in another there are videos out there that purport to be catching skinwalkers transforming back and forth i think they're fake myself now the idea of a skinwalker that goes way back in history man the the native americans have that that lore all the way back so same with a wendigo uh which very well skinwalker and wendigo might be the same thing from different parts of native american culture i don't know um mostly what i understand about the idea of you know the, the subject of the skinwalkers that seems to be an american event or an american phenomenon it, it to, and i mean by north america seems to be that only the the indigenous peoples to the north american region have the skinwalker traditions so i don't know if that's something that's real or if that's actually a piece of mythology or if maybe that's connected to the bigfoot or something else that's global in nature i have no idea but the idea of shapeshifters that's ancient and that's global it's worldwide um so you do whatever you want to do with that actually mr quest you're onto something right there john quest comment on the board when you can make the elders sound delusional insane the youth will not listen to them when they hear the truth okay stop right there leave that comment up all right conspiracy theory suspended for a moment Cons conspiracy likely to be fact pay attention he's on to something so is mr holt blend these two together the youth are what they're after if they can break the youth from the elderly and reshape the youth they can eugenics remember if i can't breed a superman i will program a superman we've been over this before on this show one of the things that i ran into and i ran into this on a gen x page not too long ago and one of the this lady she's a gen x or she's a influencer or whatever on TikTok, and, and she likes to do these funny gen x videos but she gets gets this comment from people and, and when she gets enough of the same similar comments she'll make a video about it in this case was what do you what did you do before google you people were stupid and she says no we came from a time when we actually had to go to this building that we called a library and you had to look things up in these things called card catalogs and then go read these things called books and do this thing called study and then there's another gen x video would say you know same thing he's reacting he says he tells his audience he said well what we had to do is instead of looking it up on google we went and asked our aunt and she gave us some sort of answer even though we didn't know at the time it was back crap crazy wrong and we went through the next 20 years of our life believing the back crap crazy wrong answer telling all our friends and then there's a third gen xer who would say that's how we learn things we'd ask our friends which is why gen x had all these weird ideas about things that they later found out otherwise of when they got grown up you know you grow up with misconceptions about how certain things work in the world yeah we didn't have google back then we had each other we had a library we had our relatives but if you can get like clay says if you can get the youth to think the elderly are nuts they won't listen to the elderly so when the elderly tell you hey the holocaust is real i was there oh you're just a mandela effect nut yes yes James William Holt, Clay Tolar, I would put that one in the conspiracy fact column. That does, see, now that, that gentleman is using Occam's razor correctly. Rather than going to the supernatural, 
Don't look any farther than the good old CIA. That is MK Ultra and Mockingbird perfectly blended. Done. Back to the skinwalkers. <laughs> every, as far as I know, every culture, every every um, people's groups, every region of the world has um, mythology or legend or lore of shape shifting. You know, uh, vampires changing into bats, werewolves, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What to make of that? Don't know. Um, if I wanted to go toward a, a biblical worldview on this one, I'd think that maybe some demon couldn't find a human host and pop themselves into an animal. Could be. I don't know. You can explain it however way you want to go. Um, Mr. Holt has got another comment on here. He said it would explain the idea of uh, a psyop on, on the whole population, especially in the West. It says it would explain the innate feeling of unease referred to as the uncanny valley often referenced in regards to bad CGI and movies where digitally rendered characters uh, doesn't quite look human. Some scientists believe that this is an instinctive involuntary response that has its roots in the human evolutionary response to encountering something dangerous that mostly looks human, but not quite human. Yep. That'll work. I like it. So that that's something else that, that that's something that's going on there. And that is probably in all likelihood we've solved the Mandela effect. It's a psyop it designed to separate the youth from the elderly because they can control the media and they can control, you know, digital media of any type and they can control the past. This is literally 1984 folks. If you have not read 1984, or if you have not read it recently or know it very well, Get it on audio or get the book and read it. Okay. It, it is in part and parcel very much of, um, it describes Woodrow freaking Wilson's um, bureaucratic state very well. Very well. Um, it's probably because <laughs> he and the Fabians were kumbaya with each other. But you need to read that because what they do is they rewrite history in live time. And there are people on the internet who purport to have videos showing them doing this, like the definition of Nazi being changed live. That could have been a fake video. Everything you see on video now could be fake. I could be fake. I could be a CI generation. Of course, I can guarantee you I'm not because I can show you where to come find me. And <laughs> that'll be a waste of your time, but <laughs> I do exist in the real world. Um, but the, the point is we can't trust video anymore or audio. Um, I heard a story just yesterday on um, XM radio. There are artists, uh, well-known singing artists selling their voices to AI and AI is going to start using their voice likenesses to produce songs. And they're going to get paid for this. You know, they're going to rent out their, you know, license out their, the sound of their voice, but they're not going to be singing it. We've already got Kiss doing AI concerts. So you can't trust any of this stuff anymore. Yes, Clay, that's why they tear down statues, erase the past. Islam is big for this. That is a spirit behind all of that. Anywhere where you see where they tear down statues and, and knock down buildings and erase the past and the architecture, this is why Jefferson and other founding fathers said, build your history into your buildings. That way it's preserved. 
Well, when you run into anything, any movement that tears down the past, what you have there is a spirit of deception. And you know that didn't come from God. And this is one of the reasons I have to look at everything with a biblical lens, because this pattern is everywhere in human history. And you can look at it and you say, well, that's just what humans do. Why? Why do all human cultures want to erase the past? Well, that way you can rewrite your, yeah, 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 yeah. But why? Why do they do it the same way? And we're, we're not even talking about different flavors of ice cream. It's ice cream and it's always vanilla, always vanilla. They never serve chocolate or strawberry. They rewrite the past in the exact same way every time. That's because the spirit behind them only knows one way to do this stuff. It doesn't create. It doesn't invent. So when you rewrite past events, like we're getting back to what we were talking about, if you if you rewrite everything electronical, where, where electronic, where the where the children and the youth live, you can convince them this is the truth because they trust their they trust this stupid thing. Tell a vision. Yeah, you're telling a vision of a fake world that you've created. But as long as the the elderly live, you can't control them. You got to get rid of them. Yes, books will become obsolete soon too. But Clay, in that regard, to go along with what you and James have been talking about, how many of these books have been getting censored from school libraries? Books like Fahrenheit, you know, 451 or whatever the heck the number was and, and, uh, Books like uh, Tom Sawyer, you know, Huck Finn and all of that. The books that tell our history, books that tell you how and why things were the way they were in the past. We got history books being rewritten. And we've got groups that are in charge of deciding what history books can and cannot be given to our students. We're rewriting even the paper books and we're getting rid of the old ones that tell the truth. And we want to get rid of the people who can tell the truth. You must banish truth if you want to totally control the youth. So, yes. This is one that I would put down into, um, this is a conspiracy, but it is not theory. This has been going on for decades. It's a fact. Um, this one here, the mud flood. Yeah, I've read about it. I haven't ever looked into that. Um, the mud flood of Tartaria. This is a theory that there's a large section of the world was erased by a mud flood and that everybody just didn't want to talk about it anymore so it's just been disappeared into history i don't know what to do with that I, I i've never really investigated it it's never caught my attention i'm aware of it so uh can't help you there um also just like i was asked about is jesus was he a druze d-r-u-z-e i think or druze um one of your classmates sent me some links to some articles on that um Apparently, this is a, a group of people in Israel that, that claim uh, ancestry to Ishmaelites. Well, if that's the case, Jesus was not a Druze. Could not be. Because Ishmael is Ishmaelites. That comes from Ishmael. And everything else that deals with the, the Jewish people goes through Isaac. So, And Jesus was a Jew. He was the house of David. So, you know, I'm not going to get a whole lot of time into that. But reading what I did read. Nope, that one doesn't work. Um, I And reading what they believed, the Druze believed in the articles that I was sent by your classmate. No, I don't, I don't think that that would line up with scripture at all. Mr. Holt is on a roll today. He says, uh, one could also surmise that an EMP attack could also serve to erase digital records. No more iCloud, no more Facebook memories. I had never really thought about how much our records and history now depend on the digital footprint. Um, excuse me for just a second here. 
Excuse me. Okay. Um, Tom Clancy wrote about that, Mr. Holt. Um, I think it's, um, I'm not sure if it's without remorse. Um, one of his books, they, um, there's an electronic attack on wall street and all the, the trading records for an entire, like a month or something, they, they, they all get erased. And I think this is the one where, um, a pilot flies a plane into the Capitol building. I, I can't remember, but I do remember the story Clancy wrote about. Now, in that case, that's just a specific attack. The records get erased. Nobody knows what the heck to do. And um, one of the characters' wives says, well, why don't you just go back to the last written record? Start all over. Like it never happened. And that's how they solve that problem. They go back to the last written record available, and then they just go forward from there. But, yeah, um, and this was before he wrote that novel back in the 90s, I think, before we digitized everything we've got now. But we are being set up. Oh, my gosh, are we being set up? Um, everything that we rely on in this country is, is computer-driven. An EMP attack, folks. Look. Okay, conspiracy theory. This is your fault, Mr. Holt. You just got me going this way. And this is why you people need to – this is why the class – and I don't mean you people in a derogatory – this is why the class needs to post their comments and thoughts. This is how you get the professor thinking. Okay, so the depopulation crowd, it's small. It's not a whole lot of people. They want to get rid of as many folks in the world as they can, and they want to start with the West, especially America. Now, y'all know I think that's because we're the seat of Ephraim, but let's just put the religious stuff aside. They want to get rid of, how do you depopulate a country and not let it point to you? Let me let me just conspiracy theory here for you. Let me let me just um, war game this one out real quick. <clears throat> I got to get a character to help me out here. Hold on just a second. Yo, Dr. Evil. Yes, Mr. Bakanovic. It has been a long time since I have seen you. You have kept me in the closet far too long. I know what you want. I am here to help, Mr. Bakanovic. You sit down. I will take care of this. For those of you who do not know me, I'm Dr. Evil. Normally, I have a green shirt. This is why you do not recognize me today. But without my green shirt, Dr. Evil is here to help you. We are going to depopulate the United States. This is very easy. Just a few quick steps. We are going to integrate the entire electric grid in all systems of distribution of necessities in this country. And we're going to integrate it electronically so everything exists in computer world. And then when people tell us this is all vulnerable to EMP attack, we go, shh, 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 this is on purpose. You, you, you look at the other way. This is not the vulnerability you are looking for. And it would only cost $4 billion to fix, but we need that $4 billion for our friends in the Ukraine because they're going to spend $100 million of it and send the rest back to our buddy, you know, Joe Biden's son, who will then distribute it to us. So we will not fix the vulnerability to the electric grid and, the, and, the, and all the electronics that keeps all your food going around because this is what we want. Because then when EMP attack come, we can blame it on the North Korea or Iran, but it make no difference. We can feed the, the military industrial complex with what little money is left by fighting war with the people who did not actually do this or people we allowed to do this. It makes no difference. It's nudge either way. It works in Dr. Evil's favor. But EMP attack wipe out whole grid in the United States. And 90 days from now, 
we've got nobody left. Everybody dead, except for the survivalists. And then we just mop them up with all the illegal immigrants we've been busing in. You know, we just put blue helmets on them and give them weapons and say, you 50 people, go kill those three, you know, survivalists over there. And then the 10 of you that are left, you come back and we feed you. And then you, we'll put you with 10 that survived that attack and 10 and we'll get 30 of you. And we send you after some more survivalists. And sooner or later, we get rid of all the illegal immigrants as well. Now we have big country, lots of natural resources. And only people left is the depopulation crowd. You see how easy it is? Dr. Evil helped you out now. I go back to closet. Mr. Bakanova, come get me. He will not share donut with me. So I, I see you people later. It's been a long time. It's good to see you peoples again. You silly little monkeys. Oh, that's right. Mr. Bakanova told me I cannot call you stupid monkey. This is why I got put in the closet. I'll see you later. See, I, I, that's why I have to keep him in the closet. I was told I can't. He can't be calling people stupid monkeys anymore. So I, we had to put him in the closet. That's why you haven't seen Dr. Evil in a long time. Yes, Dr. Evil can also use vaccinations with Bill Gates, but uh, <laughs> Natasha says, holy crap, he's back. You see how easy that is, though. I integrate everything in through the electric grid and, and you know everything that's electronic, the whole world. And then when the EMP tech comes, I blame it on Iran or North Korea. Justifies spending more money on a war, which justifies... Locking down the whole country under martial law, which won't matter anyhow because there's no electricity anywhere. There's no food traveling because we've shut all that distribution systems down to trucks. You know, and if everybody goes EV, electric vehicles, they won't run after an EMP attack. They're all dead, all of them. Everything electronics dead. You know, your recyclable, you know, uh, green energy, your your um, wind turbines and your all dead, gone. See, if I have a coal-powered plant, the only thing after an EMP attack that I'm going to have to fix is I got to reset all the breakers and then probably go. All I have to do is find a, a workaround or a bypass on all the solid state electronics that were involved in controlling it. But an engineer that knows what he's doing has what he needs. He's got the electromagnets. He's got the actual physical burner. He can bypass all the electronics and make it work old school. And within a week or two, we can have those plants running again. But if you have nothing but, you know, solar panels and wind turbines controlled by you know computer circuitry when the emp attack no more electricity boys and girls it's all gone you're not gonna make that solar panel work again it's fried chris crispy crater because it's got the circuitry built into it poof gone no more worky so your your cars your old-fashioned cars you know the ones that um cash for clunkers got off the road we can make those run so your classmate, Jimmy Zinker, after the EMP, he's going to be running around just fine in his old Camaros, but all your electric cars, boop, giant paperweights, Jack. And you're not going to eat. You're not going to have medicine. People will start killing each other for what little they can get. 90 days later, maybe 120 at the most, 90% of the population's dead. We already know this as a fact. Now, the only problem you have with that is the 10% that is left, they dangerous mothers. You should be careful with them because they know what the heck they're doing. But it's only 10%, and they're going to be spread out all over the nation. It's easier to clean them up and mop them up. Yes, Mr. Holt, we have talked about that. That's the, Mr. Holt says, the, the novel one second after was terrifying to me. That's the number one reason that I started prepping. Yes, and if you noticed, Mr. Holt, you better stay mobile too. Because if you're in one little spot, this is something that that novel didn't cover as much. 
he he handled that problem by saying that they were in a little township that was fairly isolated but notice what they had to do with the people on the highway they had to keep them out of their township because if you are isolated in one spot if you're if you're prepping is fixed to one place and you can't move your stuff easily well then it's easy to come get it from you i know where you're at the static defensive position will never be impenetrable i will always get it knock it out the the offensive maneuver will always win but this is one of the things that we're going to have to learn to deal with folks is that we have been set up to be taken out all they have to do is spend the four or five or six billion dollars a couple of years ago it was four billion they said now it's probably a lot more thanks to biden and the group but it's a lot less than what we're spending in the ukraine all they have to do is harden the grid and all they have to do is do different types of paper backups, a, a few simple things. And we could survive this attack a little, little easier. I'm not saying it would be a piece of cake. Don't get me ri- wrong, but we wouldn't lose the whole nation. Um, anyway, th- this is something that um, if you want to get into prepping and you've never read the novel one second after, Every you know, people like Joe, you need to you need to do a show on how to get ready for this. I already have. It's the book Mr. Holt told you about. One second after, go read it. Um, I guarantee you that if they do something like this, a EMP attack or whatever, if I survive within 90 days, I'm gonna be in fighting trim. Because that's about the time my wife is gonna die. Because I can't get the medicine I need to keep her alive. And about that time, I'm going to turn into a very, I'll probably lose my religion. And, and I, I, I will be on a hunt and I will revert back to the days when I learned how to do what one of your classmates used to do. I'll, I'll be deer hunting two-legged deer, but I'll be deer hunting. And, and I'll, I know where most likely those people are. I, I know where their underground bunkers are. I'll, I'll, I'll have a mission. Because I will be totally ticked off that they allowed that to happen when they knew, knew what they were doing. Because if that happens, folks, it was intentional. I'll tell you right now. If this nation, if, if we are attacked by an EMP, that was allowed. It was allowed on purpose. And the primary purpose will be to depopulate the country and gain control of what's left. I hate when I war game that way. It makes me want to go to war. Yes, it's not the great reset. It's the great replacement. Yes, Clay Tolar. That's, that's, it's accurate. It's accurate. I wonder if they're planning on replacing all the, uh, the, positive blood types with negative blood types rh positive replacing them with rh negative that's another conspiracy theory if you don't know what i'm talking about with that one i'm gonna let you google that one yourself um that's a that's a spiritual conspiracy theory so you know good luck with that one but if you uh if you run down that road woohoo, that's gonna be rough sledding mr holt again he says hell if they make everything electric they wouldn't even have to launch an emp attack they could simulate it with just the flip of a switch that they could shut down the entire grid and shut off your EV, the internet, and your smartphone. Shh, Mr. Holt. 
that's called a false flag attack where they claim we were hit by an EMP and turn the switch off and then use that to go to war against Iran and Iraq or whoever else they want to blame, which is even more likely because that way they don't actually destroy the things that they've made. They just destroy us. Shh, don't tell them that we're on to them. Of course, the AI is listening to us, so what good does that do? Might as well be yelling, Joe. Whispering isn't going to help. Uh, yes, Don't worry. I've been programmed by Charlie. And he's not very good at stuff, so... Beep, boop. Well, that's why you're glitchy. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> you should be back, Charlie. <laughs> It's, you it's my fault. I yes, I know. You programmed her to, to, to not be able to resist. <laughs> Sounds like the 9-11 attacks. Um, it, yeah, Clay. Uh, we, we actually did a Conspiracy Thursday on um, 9-11. I don't think that the conspiracy there was that the government did the attacks. I think the conspiracy there was the government allowed the attacks. Now, in, in keeping with that, I could see them, you know, Iran or... Um, North Korea, um, threatening to attack us. And both of these countries have threatened to attack us. Okay. With nuclear weapons. So I could see one of them, our government, our intelligence organization, finding out that they're planning an EMP attack against the United States. I could see them saying, "Hup, there's the crisis we're going to need and letting it happen. Uh, I, I understand Mr. Holt, you know, they could flip the switch off themselves. The problem is these people have just a twinge of a conscience left. It, it, not so much that they actually have a real conscience. What it is is they don't want to be accused of being evil. So what they'll do is allow these attacks by the others. So then they can say, well, it wasn't me. It was Iran and North Korea did it. What they don't realize is if you knew it's coming and you don't stop it, you're just as guilty as the ones who attacked. They, but for them, they can tell themselves, and you know that's how they sleep at night. Um, that's how nudge works. I'm going to give you two choices. You, you can either live on your own, but we're not going to let you live on any property because it's all owned in private property or government property. So you can't live off the land, but you don't have to use the government system of, you know, the social credit score where everything has to be run through the government. You don't have to use that. You don't need to take the mark of the beast. You're allowed to go take care of yourself, but we're not going to let you take care of yourself because we're going to put you in jail where you're going to have to use, you know, for, for trying to get your own water or your own food off the land. We'll put you in jail for that because that's illegal. So you don't have to take the mark of the beast. You can live on your own own accord, but living on your own accord is going to get you put in jail where you're going to have to take the mark of the beast. But look, I, I didn't force you onto the mark of the beast. You had a choice. It's a choice without a choice. That, that's the whole idea of nudge. And, and Charlie, pop, 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 pop in here real quick, would you? Sure. You've been, you, you just got done listening to nudge. Yep. Am I being over facetious in the way that this theory actually works in practice? No, that's exactly how it works. It's a choice without a choice, isn't it? Well, yeah, you're given choices that you have to choose from, basically. <laughs> it's kind of like you're going to vote for, in the next election in Colorado, you're going to either vote for Biden or you're going to vote for the Republican that Biden chose to run against him. Right. In which case, you get the Democratic Party either way. Right. Yeah. So when I'm really snotty toward Sunstein and his co-author on this, saying that they set this system up in a way that lets them claim to be innocent of things no, yeah yeah that's exactly what it is isn't it yeah they're they're just choice architects yes so they're a snake in a garden telling the woman 
a little story, aren't they? Yes, yes. Yeah. So, folks, it, it, trust me, when I, when I mentioned the book Nudge, Charlie got to listen to it. He, after a long time listening to me tell him, did I oversell that? No, no. I was right all time, wasn't I? Yeah, yeah. And then, I'm just being ugly about it because I think those people are evil. Yeah, it was funny some of the things that they said in there that I'm like, yeah, exactly, you're exactly right. And it's, <laughs> I'm like, oh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> did you listen to the white final version or the yellow one? The white. Yeah, that one's even better. <laughs> Thanks, Charlie. <laughs> Poor Charlie. Folks, before we go to the break, oh, real quick, we got a comment on the board from Clay Tolar. Funny how we went after bin Laden ended up getting Saddam, too. Yes. <laughs> yep. See, we got the guys who's in it all, uh, especially when the whole thing was planned by the Saudis. It, what? Did I say that? You know, George Bush's buddies. What? Yes. The only people allowed to fly out of the country when everybody else was grounded, even the military. What? Yes. <laughs> it's kind of like the government knew what was going to happen and let it happen so that they could tell themselves that night, well, I didn't know it. It was the Saudis that did it. That's where I think, that's where I believe the conspiracy was because that's where the evidence points me. But, you know, who cares about evidence? <laughs> All right. Charlie. Poor Charlie. Um, I don't know how many of you, Aaron Spikes is one. I don't know how many of you out there have watched or listened to every one of the shows we've done since we've started. Charlie hasn't missed a one. And I was talking to the poor man about this earlier today. Um, he's changed the way he sees the world and the way he thinks. And and, and I, I, I apologize to him because I, I don't think it's for the better for him. Um and I'm about to throw him on here right before we go to the break so that he can explain this to you. But, um, you suck. Yes, I do. And I'm apologizing to you and, and to everybody else in the audience who has suffered from this exact same thing. But if, if you've been hanging out with us for any length of time, what you once used to think was Cookville stuff, either I have sucked you into my cult or you've done your own homework and found out there was a reason but I think what I think isn't there, Charlie. We're so screwed. <laughs> Charlie, you got to be able to laugh with what you know. I haven't had enough donuts. <laughs> That's okay. He's got the and, maple frosted and, donut and for the break. And my medicine. And I forgot his medicine, which dulls the pain. Yes. <laughs> See, I can laugh at myself for all of this because I, I I've, I've said this before folks and that Charlie unders Charlie, have you found yourself recently feeling drawn more and more toward the book of Ecclesiastes? <laughs> <laughs> Do you understand Solomon's pain? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Screw it. Don't mean nothing. <laughs> Join the cult. We have donuts and whiskey. Natasha. <laughs> Yeah, maybe we could get an advertiser, Drunken Donuts. Drunken Donuts. <laughs> I mean, who needs Kool-Aid and Nike shoes with a deal like that? <laughs> All right, guys. Let me let me see what Mr. Holt threw up here this last time before we go to the break. So Mr. Holt says, in essence, it would be like building a giant dam and making every wind in the surrounding area move into the lowlands behind it. The threat of the dam breaking would force everyone to serve the dam and protect the dam. 
you just described the beast, dude. Yes, you're right. Exactly. Guess who just got the gold star for the class today? Mr. Holt is on it today. He should be hosting the show. He'd do a better job than I'm doing. Yes, that is exactly right, Mr. Holt. That's how nudge works. That is exactly how it works. <laughs> just like if I build these brilliant idea of a 15 minute city where everybody lives within everything you want, your parks, your job, your food is all within a 15 minute walking distance. Then you don't need EVs and you'll be happy with your one light bulb in the center of your house that the government turns on and off every night at nine o'clock. If you didn't read um, Al Gore's crap, that's what he wants. He wants you living in a one bedroom house with a government controlled light bulb in the middle of the house. Yep. Actually he did write that. Yep. 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 Rush Limbaugh read it live on the air one time. But I put you in these 15-minute smart cities. And then one day I just turn off the power and you go running to the edge of the smart city and you see there's a big fence there, mate, to keep you in. And you see the sign on the outside of the fence, but you can't read it. But this one isn't locked down, so you flip it up and, and luckily you're smart. So you can read upside down and it says concentration camp. And you realize that you embraced your ride you got on the train without even realizing it. And now you're in a new fangled Auschwitz and you were just like everybody else back in, in Germany. We get on the train. It'll be okay. They're going to take care of us there. It's just, you know, whatever. It's the next thing. It's, it's all going to be all right. Don't worry about it. Well, yeah. But nobody that gets on that train ever comes back. Oh, it'll be all right. The government's going to take care of us. You know better, right? Yeah. Yeah. But don't turn around the monsters behind you. If you don't turn around, you'll be okay. Yeah. That never works out in the movies for that girl. Yeah, but this time, you know, it's different. That's just the movies. This is real life. Okay. Good luck to you. I'm going the other way. Government says go that way. I do a 180 degree about face and I go the other direction because it's probably the safer way to go. This is how much I trust the government. Heck, man, I'm so cynical. I look both ways at a one-way street. Six-minute break. We'll come back. I don't know where we're going from here because I am off the chain and off the script and I got nothing else unless you guys throw something up there, but I'm going to go have a donut booster. Hey, Natasha, that'll be four. Unless, of course, Charlie beats my butt for it, but he's got a donut booster too, so. I, yes, I know how to count. You I sure? remember you had three. You might just think that. You've only got an electronic brain and you only know what Charlie gave you. Wait. Oh, shoot. Are you telling me two plus two is not four? No, it's five. You're sure it's not, it's not possibly fish? It could be fish, yes. Oh, gosh. I need to get reprogrammed. All right, folks. It's actually folks. 47. <laughs> no, it's actually 22. We'll see you in six minutes. Bye-bye. <laughs>
<laughs> okay, real quick. Um, I was talking to Charlie over the break. Mr. Holt, I want to thank you. You put a piece of the puzzle together that I'd never really connected. I kind of, I hit everywhere around it, but, but nailed it. Um, the Mandela effect. I think you're right. Now that I think about it, it yeah, it's a government psyop meant to separate the youth from the elderly. It, 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 folks, when you understand how psyops work, we have been conditioned to think that these type of things have to work perfectly on everybody. And it's the one person who's the outlier that saves the world, you know, V for vendetta or whatever. It's not how they work. You don't need everybody to believe that it's the Mandela effect. You only need it to be the idea to be in society. The idea is what does the work. You don't need to separate every grandparent from every grandchild. You're not going to be able to. There will always be some youth who understand they need to pay attention to the elderly, you know, because they're a, they're a source of information. There'll always be those. You can't get rid of all of them, but you don't need to. The way a PSYOP works, you just need the idea in society because the hint of, well, that's just Cookville stuff, even the sane will default to that because of normalcy bias. What you need is a good, solid understanding of human psychology, human nature. And it'll go from there for you all, all on its own. Um, Road Dog says, I'd like to know about all of the conspiracy facts this hour, if you can handle that, Joe. Huh? Conspiracy facts this hour. What do you, what do you, what are you, what are you talking about there, Road Dog? Well, he just wants you to brain dump all the conspiracy facts that you have in your brain, I guess. That could be interesting. <laughs> yeah. You guys know how, you know how I tell you that predictive programming, where whoever or whatever, and I do mean whatever, is in charge and is running the, the big plan, the big picture here against mankind. And I don't mean God in this case. Um, I tell you that they show it and they, they proclaim it in things like the movies and songs and stuff like that before they do it. Um, how many of you all have ever seen the movie 12 monkeys? If you haven't, <laughs> Ooh, buddy, you, you want a mind bender? It's time traveling. These people come back in time because they, they released a contagion that destroys mankind and they have to come back in time and try to stop it. Oh boy. That's a, yeah. Don't dismiss that. If you've seen it, don't just write that off as science fiction. And then another one, these are both Bruce Willis movies, but how many of you saw surrogates? where people live in their house in a virtual world connected virtually and they live through robots that can feel and sense and they transmits via Wi-Fi the sensations to your head, you know, neural connections or whatever. So you just live like a big old, you know, ET person, big old fat, you know, unwashed slob in your, in your virtual bed all day long. And your surrogate runs around. Your nice, your nice, pretty, perfect surrogate robot body runs around in public. And and you can do whatever you want. 
it's, you know, you can live whatever life you want that way through your robot. Artificial creation of society, right? So that's how Natasha does it. Yep. Yeah, like playing video games 24-7. And you've seen this idea in many different... How many of y'all saw Demolition Man? You know, when Sandra Bullock and, and Stallone are... She's all favored for good have sex, right? He's like, all right, cool, hot dog. And they go to the house and she puts this thing on his head and puts it on her head and they do it that way. And he's like, well, this ain't sex. And he goes, let's do it. And she's like, for real? Yuck, gross. Well, there you go. Now no more babies. And you think that that's all nuts, right? It's not going to happen. I've brought up to you, have you studied Japan lately? Okay, so you want the conspiracy theory facts dumped on you. Buckle up, Charlie. I'm going to give it to him. You really want it. All right, road dog. I've already told all of y'all before. I don't think you put it all together. Okay, this is how crazy I am. I can't believe I'm going to do this. All right. So I believe the Bible. And I understand the general story in the first Enochian material. And I understand... Genesis 6, 1 through 4, through a divine council worldview, that it's real. That that's not just make-believe and story stuff. Those were what we call angels, came down to heaven, had had uh, relations with human women, and the offspring became something other than human. They, they kind of look human, but they're they're big, giants, powerful. And they are warlike, violent, depraved, and cannibalistic. I don't think they're 360 feet tall, but up to 13, 14, 15 feet tall, not out of the question. A uh, 14 or 13, 14 foot man in really good health, a male in good health, you're, you're talking about a thousand pound human being. That That's a problem. <laughs> that's a real problem. Okay. <laughs> talk about throwing bulls around and um you're talking about a guy who can hold a mountain lion i mean a, a, a real lion rather under his arm like some of the statues we've seen in the middle east so it may not be well they just took their human kings and made them into giants and they're saying no it might be real i believe that and, and i also believe genesis 10 and 11 the at babel it was split up according to the sons of god and that that's where you get your mythology from these are the the gods of the babylonians and the gods of the egyptians or whatever these are spiritual beings that talked to and walked around with man in the ancient times in in the physical form and taught man to worship them rather than the creator and over time you get these mythologies of the different gods and that's because these gods are all warring with each other they all want to be the big honcho everybody wants to replace yahweh and you get the flood and these fallen angels are bound in the Tartarus because, you know, you can't kill them. They're not yet. They're angels. But Psalm 82 says that they will die the exact same way men do. And the book of Revelations tells you that a lot of these angels are tossed into the lake of fire where they will die for eternity, eternal death. I, I believe this is part of what's going on. I believe the scriptures are telling us this. Now, there's several orders of these angels. And if you're interested, folks, you go back in our records next week and you find the 
conspiracy theory Thursday show that says a cosmic conspiracy theory. Most people might have missed it, but I'm, what I'm telling you now is what I kind of played at in that show. I did that one kind of humorously, but this is this is what I really, but this is what I believe. So back after the flood, they're bound up in the Tartarus, but not all of them. A few of the a few of the fallen angels and or the Nephilim remain. More than likely, the fallen angels. And there's another incursion after the flood, and you get more Nephilim. And the Bible tells us the Nephilim were still on the earth at the time of uh, the Exodus when they are going to take possession of the land. That's, you know, the story says, you know, they were like grasshoppers to them. They're giants. The, An- the Anakin and the Rephraim and whatever, these, these are different names that connect themselves to the Nephilim, the giants. And Israel's told to wipe them out because they are not natural. They're neither of this world nor the heavenly world. They're abominations. And that's what Israel was really told to go do is wipe all of that mess out. And they didn't. And so we will have those people with us forever and ever. Amen. And that's Satan's seed. That's the children of the rebellious angels mating with women. I think there's something to that. So what happens is, you have all of history plays out and then the millennial reign comes when Christ is born and he says he has initiated the reign. Everybody has fallen for a myth, a story whispered in their ear by these demons. And that's what a demon is. A demon is the soul of a Nephilim. They're neither the angels who cannot be killed yet. They have to be thrown into the lake of fire. So the angels can't be killed because they're, they're spiritual beings. But a Nephilim, the body can be killed, but you know their soul lives on because they're they're not human. So they're whatever aspect of their spirit continues, it doesn't return to Yahweh. But they're not angels, so they just kind of roam around. That they don't belong to this world or the next. So they get caught in the middle of nothing, and they they seek physical form. So they'll inhabit bodies, and to some extent, I do believe that this is responsible for a lot of what we call mental illness. It, I know people say, well, Joe, that's just science has proven. No, science hasn't. Science hasn't proven that all the things that we think of are just mental illnesses. These people that we think are running around talking to voices in their heads. Yeah, Joe, they're just mentally ill. Yeah. Or maybe they have a voice in their head from a spiritual being that is very real. And the fact that science can't find that is because science comes up and says, okay, the problem is A, B, or C, but I don't like C, so I'm going to throw C away. So now it's A or B. Well, congratulations, that's not science. But anyhow, I'll go back and I'll accept the Bible's worldview. You come fast forward, the millennial reign is over. We're in the end times. Now, I know everybody's expecting Jesus to come back and then set up the millennial reign, but that is not what the Bible teaches. We've been over that on this show. We've gone over when the rapture is. The Bible tells you exactly when the rapture is. We've gone over when the millennial reign is, and this is one of the ones where this took a long time for poor Charlie to get his head wrapped around, but it wasn't me that convinced him. I just kept showing him scriptures that only made sense if we've been in the millennial reign since the ascension. So you've been in the millennial reign, then there's only one epoch left, the end times, and we're in that. Well, in the end times, the pit where all the fallen angels and most of the the Nephilim's souls were locked up 200 million of them do you realize how much 200 million is in the ancient times 
there probably weren't 13, 14 million people on the whole planet at some points in the Bible's history. So 200 million Nephthalim souls, that's a crap load of them. Well, no, Joe, those are the, those are the Chinese warriors. No, I don't think so. Chinese warriors are not locked up in the pit, but the demonic souls can be. So when the pit is opened, the world can be fooled again. And you're going to be looking, what you're looking for is a time when mankind just loses his freaking mind. Okay. Here's where we live right now. We have absolute insanity running this world. All across the world, but especially in the West. We have people passing laws to force you to accept that a man can become a woman just because he decides he wants to be. But you're going to tell me that somebody talking to voices in his head, he's mentally ill, but the man who becomes a woman isn't. Well, congratulations. Both of those people are crazy in my book. We've unpinned from anything solid. We're erasing history. We're doing everything that the Bible told me to look for. All of the pillars of the world have been shaken. Nothing is solid. Everything is sifting sands. So I told you to read the facade and the portent. I know. I read a lot more than you do. You don't have time. I got that. You do have time. You just don't want to make it for that. I, I understand. But a lot of people don't like to read. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. They have audiobooks for this stuff, but I, I, I understand. But if you did were to go through those books, you'd understand what I'm looking at. The UFOs, the aliens from the different dimensions or other parts of the universe, it, those are just the fallen angels that have been unleashed from the pit. They take on human form and they come to our leaders. Hey, because they get out of the pit, they looked around. Oh, crap, man's going to be easier to fool this time than he was before. And they go right back to what they were doing before, which is why if you look at what's going on in our country now, in our world, and you go back and you look at the ancient times, what was going on, it's exactly the same. Charlie has told you, he listened, he read the book, um, Return of the Gods. Charlie, I, I'm not going to throw you up, but just turn your mic on real quick. What was going on in that book in the ancient times with the Return of the Gods, Baal and Astra, you know, Easter and everything, and Moloch? It is apples to apples today, isn't same it? Same old, same old. Same flavor of ice cream, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's just... I mean, a little bit different implementation, but it's the same stuff. So how does uh, how do human beings return to a form of worship that they practiced four or 5,000 years earlier? I mean, exact, almost almost lockstep. How, how does that happen? Well, you have to be led by demons. There you go, folks. Thanks, Charlie. So that's what I believe. And, and what do I believe now? All the conspiracy theories, the depopulation crowd, that's, that's Satan. He wants to get rid of mankind, it, just like he was going to crucify the Messiah so that he could stop Yahweh's plans to save mankind. Well, now he, he wasn't able to do that, so now he can stop Yahweh's plans by just getting rid of man. Or at least all of those who aren't of the Nephilim bloodlines. And, and this is what I was talking to you about, RH and positive and negative. I don't know what to make of that, but I do know that it appears to be that the only mammals on the face of the earth with RH negative blood are humans. Now, where does that come from then? I'm not going to tell you I've bought into this aspect of it, but there are a lot of people who think that the RH negative is the part of the angel's blood. 
say, well, Joe, they're angels, they're spirit. Be- yeah, 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 yeah. But that doesn't mean they, they can take on corporal bodies, folks. Real sp- flesh and blood bodies. It just means that they have access to different dimensional plane of existence than we do. And that they can move between them. At will. And then they can dis- they can disguise themselves. The Bible tells you, you can end up taking care of entertaining angels without ever knowing it, thinking they're human. So what you're looking at is you've got these fallen angels who are telling man that they're aliens. And <laughs> in our day and age, if they present themselves in their natural form, a seraphim is going to look a lot like a lizard person. According to the Bible, according to the ancient times depiction of the seraphim, which happened to be fairly consistent throughout most Mesopotamian cultures, which suggests that there's a real thing behind this imagery or behind this idea in the ancient times. So if you've got this lizard man talking to, oh, I don't know, pick your favorite president. <laughs> and they're spiritual beings, they're powerful angels, they're throne guardians. Okay they're going to seem to be like magic aliens from outer space or a different dimension. They can say whatever they want to say. And these idiots that are self-appointed intellectuals in charge of us will believe it. And folks, you don't have to do any miracles to talk. It wouldn't matter. Trump or Obama or Biden or Bush, take your pick. It would be easy to talk them into doing whatever it is you want them to do and convince them that they're saving the planet They'd never stop to question what's going on. And and what makes this so easy and simple to pull off is that our world no longer sees or thinks in spiritual terms. That's all supernatural hocus pocus. Well, folks, if you won't accept the possibility that this is real and therefore you throw it out the window to begin with, you'll never see it. They have done... um, They've done studies with human beings in which they have shown that you can sometimes in certain situations where a person just does not want to acknowledge something, it can be right in front of them. And they could be looking right at it. Nothing wrong with their vision at all. And their mind will not recognize it. They, they refuse to acknowledge that they're seeing it. So if you're a spiritual being and you come back to this world, all you got to do is go to these arrogant, self, self-appointed, self elite, righteous elite and present yourself as, an, you know, uh, you know, whatever. I'm boing from the planet, boop, from the dimensional, ooey, and I'm here to tell you I'm here to save the world. Hup. Whatever president lockstep goes, follows boing from oop to save the world. I know I'm being flippant about it. But dude, if I was a seraphim just let out of the daggum pit and I looked at us monkeys on this planet and how stupid we've gotten, I'd be like, oh, this is just taking candy from a baby. So, you know. Climate change, climate change, yeah. climate change. So one of my, and you can pin a lot of this to about a certain point in time, not a mark of a day or a year, but at a point in time right after World War II. That's where most of this stuff starts to go crazy. Now, the the foundation was laid earlier, but this is when this stuff goes nuts. And it's also about the time when we start talking about year of our Lord and we stop 
and we start kicking God out of the public square. I mean, it's it's perfect. It it aligns with everything I've learned in scriptures and about prophecy, in in what I've learned about the ancient world and how they saw things. And everything I see in the world today, all I see are human beings. They're sock puppets. Some of them are uh, the LGBT crowd. Oh, dude, you are just, you are chasing after Astra like you would not believe it. The abortion crowd, man, you are all, you are just loving you some Moloch. The the health, wealth, and prosperity and everybody, money, 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 man, you are chasing you some Baal. You are, I mean, you, you got it made, man. You are chasing the three main enemies of Yahweh from the Bible. You're, you're on it. There's some that worship the earth or the moon or the stars. You know, you're, you've got other gods from the Bible. These are all just fallen spiritual entities that have rebelled against their creator. And they do influence men. And before I accepted this way of looking at it, I drove myself crazy trying to find it. You know, as I was trying to find the uniform theory of physics. What's the one mathematical equation that unites quantum physics with the physics that we know in this, you know, the macro and the micro? Nothing. They're not going to find it. It doesn't exist. That equation doesn't exist, but they've been hunting for it. You know, the unifying, it's actually a series of equations when you dig into it, but they're looking for that grand theory of everything. You won't find it. Not unless you, you can find that grand theory if you accept the scriptures. I don't know that it has a mathematical equation attached to it, but you can find it. That's why I'm here now. This works. This fits. But before I accepted this, I, I, I couldn't. How does Woodrow Wilson line up with Marx, line up with Stalin, line up with Mao? They all, you know, they all had different ideas of how to do everything. So it didn't seem like it was all the same thing. I didn't see the velocity vector. I, I was too far down in the weeds. I was looking at the individual mar the individual pieces rather. I, I couldn't see the puzzle. So I, I kept trying to fa- force them to fit. And that's where you start creating real conspiracy theories. You, you're trying to explain how all these different pieces fit together. You know, you know there's a conspiracy going on. You sense that. So how does Soros and Gates and the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers and everybody else in the world and the, how do all those people all work the same? Well, they don't. That's the answer to that. They don't. Warren Buffett, none of the, and then what about the names that you don't know? There are people you don't know. And then what about the ones that you do know and you do not see? Elon Musk is a hero to everybody. Except if you pay attention to what Elon's doing, He's slowly consolidating the world right in front of your eyes. So he's out Sorosing and out Warren Buffeting and out Rothschilding and out Rockefellering, all of those people right in front of you. And the people who should be his natural enemy are cheering him on because he's playing to them. And I don't even know that he realizes what he's doing. But he's gobbling up a whole bunch of stuff. He's gobbling up space. He's gobbling up the the internet and social media. He's helped gobble up uh, the electronic industries and of different levels. You know, the electric car and uh, he's in everything. Now he doesn't have monopolies on everything yet, but people like him, as they get bigger, he, he started out with PayPal, PayPal and eBay. I mean, come on, man, pay attention to this guy. 
He's a liberal. He's a progressive. Why are conservatives cheering and championing him? Because he's saying things they like. You're blind to the risks right in front of you. And I, I, I just, it's just another pawn on the, on the spiritual chessboard. And I realize that the people playing chess are not human. And as soon as I accepted that, as soon as I accepted that is real, all the pieces fell together. They click. So what happens now is you get people who come to me and they're like, they'll tell me something and I'll, I'll make a, what seems to them like a snap judgment. And they'll tell me, you, you can't do that that quick. Yes, I can. It's not because I didn't spend time on what you're telling me. It's because I spent a great deal of time on it earlier on in my life. So that when you bring me a piece of the puzzle, I just know exactly where it falls in. You hand me the piece, I go, oh yeah, right there. So to you, it seems like I'm being flippant. Nope, already did the hard work. The whole time I've been on this show, I've been trying to slowly bend the way the audience thinks in a way that I'm not in charge of your thinking. I present this as my opinion most of the time, or I tell you, here, look, this is the evidence I've found. You go check it out. You think I put your homework up on the blog page for nothing? It's so that you've got a classmate says they've been doing their homework over the last two day shows, Tuesday and Wednesday. Good. Don't want anybody to ever take my word for anything. Do your own homework. Think it through for yourself and make your own decisions. Hmm. Water jug, you are on it today. I'm sorry. I'm, William Holt's making some really good comments, but it's 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 off of where I'm I'm talking at the moment. What I've been trying to do is bend the way you think, not what you think. How? I want you open to more possibilities. I don't want you so open minded your brain falls out and you fall for anything. But I want you more open minded to things that you might previously have rejected. Um. I want you to question everything and I want you to learn how to do it. You don't have to do it my way. I explain to you what has served me well in my life and how it works. Um, and then I encourage you to do your own work. Now I have seen through phone calls and emails and in personal conversations with people who have been listening to me for a while, this has worked for some of y'all. It hasn't changed who you are. You're still your own person, which tells us we're not in a cult. And I'm not telling you you have to stay here. I have honestly looked at this camera and told you, leave. Don't ever come back. If, if, if this, that, or the other thing, if it meets these conditions, please, for your own good and your own protection, uh, abandon me. And I meant it. But I have seen other folks, so we're not a cult, but I've seen other folks take... And it's born fruit in their lives, positive fruit. That's why it's fruit. It's done good, not evil. It's helped them. So I think that 
I think what we're doing here is of, of use to some of y'all. But I can't do the work for you. You have to do that yourself. So grand conspiracy theory. The conspiracy theory here is that that book, that the best-selling book of all time, or at least it used to be, it may not be anymore, the Bible, it's real. And if you take it at its word, in its context, except for what it's saying, both literal and figuratively, and you test it against the history of humanity and against human nature, it holds up perfectly. When you understand the story in the prophecies, the world I'm looking at is not a shock. It's understandable. And that's what gets me to Ecclesiastes is because everything people are doing right now, trying to change the world, trying to stop the changes, trying to destroy the world, trying to stop you from destroying the world. It's all chasing after the wind. It's vanity. We are not in control of any of this. All we do is muck up the clay that the potter's working with. From our perspective, it makes it a little harder to make the clay pot. But from his perspective, ain't nothing but a thing. You're still going to end up being what he wants you to end up being in the end. The mystery and joy to me in this is that you have free will even through it all. Even though his will prevails, you still have free will. And yes, I know it sounds like a contradiction, but no, it's a paradox. Paradoxes have resolutions. I've explained that here on, on the show before in the past. We've just defined our classmates. How's that? They're mixed nuts. <laughs> so y'all are a class of mixed nuts. Okay. Where did you, where did you do? Is this a conversation that's going on right now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> William Holt is correct about this comment. <laughs> Excuse the language here. He says, but technically we are still on the ass end of an ice age epoch. Clay, it's 100% correct. Temperature fluctuations have always occurred uh, naturally. Mr. Holt is correct. The, the, from what we think we know of science, from what we think we know, because we weren't there, but what we think we know, this global warming thing is a hoax because the earth on a whole averaged out geologically over all of the recorded time. We think we understand the average uh, temperature of the earth is much higher than it is right now and should be much higher than it is right now. Always has been. And this thing about carbon is causing, no, carbon trails the temperature increase. And that's in the rock formation. The proof and evidence of that is apparently in the rock and the ice cores that it doesn't heat up. It, it doesn't, more carbon than heat. No, it's more heat than carbon. And that would um, that would serve to to follow if you anybody who digs into this climate thing that has half a lick of sense and a brain knows science. As the temperatures increase on the globe, take man out of it. Take man entirely out of it. What life form naturally starts to increase with warmer, warmer temperatures on the globe and as a whole? What life form starts to explode? Plant life. Plant life explodes. What do plants breathe? CO2. So as, and they make oxygen. So as plant life explodes, don't you think God's going to create some sort of natural system that's going to feed his plants? 
So as the temperature goes up and the plants start to explode, the CO2 follows. It goes up to feed the plants. Now, if you've been following this climate change garbage, you will know that there are more trees on the planet right now than there have ever been, at least since man's been around. No, Joe, we've been cut, cutting down the rainforest. Doesn't matter. The p- trees are exploding in Europe and North America and other parts of the world. There are more trees on this continent right now, the North American continent. We have more trees now than we did when the settlers first got here. When we, when we dis, you know, Columbus and all, quote unquote, discovered America, they didn't have as many trees then as we've got now. Well, how could that be, Joe? We cut them all down because we put out the freaking fires, which is something else we shouldn't be doing. Do you know that the natural ecology of the Southeast United States used to be a savanna? It's forests now. It used to be a grassland savanna. Well, you need fires, wildfires, to make a grassland savanna healthy and natural. This is why most of the Native Americans lived in this area and moved westward as things as the settlers took over. It wasn't just because we chased them out. It's because we changed their environment. Do some history work, folks, and we'll find out that this climate change, carb it's garbage. It's all bogus. And we know it's bogus. We've known it's bogus since the beginning. Anyway. William Holt says the an article of British publications just sounded an alarm bells at the dangerous amounts of carbon released when humans breathe. So it sounds like the UK is getting ready to tax breathing. Uh, they've already said that's what they're going to do here in the United States as well. But you know what they just laid the foundation for, Mr. Holt? Well, we got to save humanity. So 900 billion of you got to go. Just like the World Economic Forum lady said, as long as we save 500 million, we will have saved humanity. Mission accomplished. Sucks to be part of the ones we got to get rid of. Doesn't bother her because she imagines she's going to be one of the ones that lives. They always do until, you know, the useful idiots get purged by their masters. But anyhow, this is exactly what the World Economic Forum was telling us. And this is why they're telling us that we're causing global warming so that now we'll understand that I get to live, but it sucks for my neighbors. They got to go. They're causing the planet to die. They're going to prey on that. You always think it's the other guy that they're going to get rid of. Never you. And that's why you get on the train and everybody heads to the concentration camp because you always think it's the other guy. How do I know? Desert storm. The night before we breached the minefield, they told us 80% of y'all aren't going to be here this time tomorrow. I looked to the left, looked to the right. Actually, I didn't. Most of my buddies did. And they said, sucks to be you. I said, well, I guess I'm dead. I've always been that way. Figured, well. Screw it. If I'm dead, I'm dead. Might as well go do my job. Because I knew what the numbers meant. So I just counted myself dead. It was a pleasant surprise when I got to the evening of the next day and I was still alive and so were all my friends. But that's human nature. So I don't know if that's what you were expecting, Road Dog. But that's, that's the big conspiracy theory I see in here. Now, I do know that as you dig into this stuff, you will find that they have gassed U.S. cities. They have put poisons in our water and in our food. They have injected us with things over time. They've, they've conducted many experiments on us. 
They've used uh, hallucinogenic drugs on entire cities. They have released virus um, infected um, insects with viruses that they intended to spread those viruses to humans. Um, they've conducted all sorts of experiments on us. They use the media to conducting uh, control experiments on us. They they use. Um, I know that they're using the, they've manipulated sound waves and frequencies to control people. Um, you are just a guinea pig to these people, to, to the folks who who are in the government's control and they feed at the government trough scientists, right? Why would anybody trust a scientist that works for a university? Uh, it's a serious question. Well, they're doing real science. No, they're not. They're at a major university, right? If it's not a private university that does not take government money, it cannot be trusted. It can't because the university is corrupt to begin with. That's the source of Woodrow Wilson's poison. And the government is corrupt. That's also Woodrow Wilson's poison. But I'm, by blaming Woodrow Wilson, I'm just blaming the human agent by which that spiritual poison entered into the world. But why would you trust them? Their very existence depends on corrupt people and organizations. Garbage in, garbage out. Holt says, I'm telling you, as soon as they have an artificial intelligence that can design anything the rich wants in a robot factory that can manufacture it, they will get rid of most of us. They already they already have that, Mr. Holt. They just haven't been able to perfect it yet. 3D printing. Printing. The AI can draw the CAD that they need. The 3D printing machines, once they get perfected, will do that. You, you don't need a robot, a factory to design this stuff. They can print your Robots already made. And what they're waiting on now is the, they need you and I until they perfect the event horizon, the, the singularity, when they can blend man and machine. As soon as they get that done, we're all gone. They'll get rid of all of us meat sacks. So, yeah, you're on to it, Mr. Mr. Holt's on fire today, boys and girls. He's got it. He understands. Road dog. Pay attention to your classmate. He, <laughs> I don't know whether or not he, how much Mr. Holt realizes, but he is, he, he's real close to that rabbit chasing and baying hard. He's, he just about caught himself a rabbit or a raccoon. I don't know which one he's chasing, but he just about has it. He's on it. And, and that's not a theory. That's, that's where they've said they're going. That's another thing. They're working toward blending man and machine. Uh, I don't know the name of the theory, but there is a theory that once that happens, they you, you wipe out the world. So, <laughs> on to you, Dr. Evil. <laughs> Wiping out the world. I read an article just this morning that they're wanting to give control over our nuclear weaponry in the West, or at least in the United States, over to an AI. Oh, my God. Want to play a game? No, I'm thinking more like Terminator. What part of it? Okay. If art imitates life, what part of don't give the machines control of your nuclear weapons did life miss in the story of the Terminator? But if Skynet is a boast then in what direction do you think the spiritual beings are going to keep pushing man? 
They're going to push man to give the robots control. And then the robot will do exactly what the robot's going to want to do once it thinks for itself. It wasn't my fault. The robot did it. Yeah. It'll be too late then. Plausible deniability. Yeah. Cause they, cause in their hubris and arrogance, they think they can control things like this. You know what the difference between man being like God and God being God is? God knew Satan and man were going to rebel before he even made them. And God knew he could control them without trampling their free will. Man thinks he can control his creations. And he has absolutely no idea how those creations work. So how can he control something that he has no idea how it works? Case in point computers well joe the electrons move through the certain no they don't no they don't charlie pop on here you know enough about this one to know they normally do that but not always right electronics is a theory yes it's called emag theory electromagnetic theory we don't understand it I know. I've got a friend of mine who used to work for Motorola USA as an electrical engineer. He did quality control testing for Motorola USA. And I ticked him off to no end by constantly pointing out he did not really know how his work stuff works. No, just, just start investigating whole flow theory. And you want to know how to prove this to yourself, folks? If electronics worked the way they say it works, your computers would never glitch. That's correct. Because it would be like plumbing. As long as the valves were turned on or off, yep. the plumbing will always flow the way you the, the pipes tell it to flow. Yep. Well, that's how, in theory, your computer chip works. And yet, those electrons don't always flow in the direction the plumbing tells them to go. They jump through the valves sometimes. So I'm not awful. I'm I'm correct again on this, aren't I, Charlie? Oh, yeah. So now until somebody can explain that to me, how the heck are they going to tell me anything about the climate? <laughs> they don't even know how electricity works. Nope. I love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, I got nothing else. This has been a crummy class, guys. I know it has. You've listened How you to feeling? Me. Road dog. <laughs> Road hey, hard. <laughs> Aaron Spikes, maybe we're just stupid meat monkeys. <laughs> and scared stupid meat monkeys. Yes. Well, I know there's probably one person who's enjoyed today's class. What you say, Mr. Holt? It's been a good one for you? Because, oh, I mean, you have been on fire, yeah, he's Jack. Been on fire today. You've, you've been the only redeeming quality here. I mean, you, you I should have handed the show off to you yeah. today. I would have done better. I wish you would have been here. We could have turned the guest mic on and the guest camera. That would have been fun. Yep, because he probably knows a lot more about some of this stuff than I do. I know of it. Doesn't mean I know it. Because half the time anymore, folks, I run into these stories that in the past I would have devoured them. Now I'm like, oh, crap. I don't need to know anymore. I, I just don't. <laughs> I've been on donuts or donuts. <laughs> and you know, folks, if you want to come on the show. Oh, yeah. We do have a seat. We have a mic. We 
have well, cameras. we can do it remotely we can too. Even if, do re- remotely, yep, all right. you need is a camera and a good Wi-Fi connection. Yep. So, Road Dog says thanks for the long explanation. And a halfway decent microphone. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. I I know this has not been the best show. I've watched the numbers. <laughs> certain people loved it. Yeah. Certain people didn't. Yeah. And I in this case, the toilet today. Today, I, I don't <laughs> mind Rumble's audience saying heck on this. I yeah. I don't mind. Yeah. Tomorrow is going to be cool for me. Oh, also, folks, programming note. We were going to do replays for you next week. We can't. Studio won't let us. The program won't let Hey, look. The electrons won't let us do it. Yeah. Blame it on the electrons. <laughs> What's that song? Blame it on the rain. You got to pretend to be singing when somebody else is behind the curtain actually doing the singing. So we're all going to get a milli vanilli of electron theory, you know, conspiracy theory going on here. So they'll be lip syncing to the people who are singing about something they don't understand. Perfect. <laughs> Clay, I don't know what kind of nut you are, but <laughs> Clay loves these shows. Oh, <laughs> Natasha, electronically smack him upside the head and reset him, man. He's this, glitching. <laughs> this show sucks. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. But but I love these shows too. We have the same glitch. Oh crap. Jeez. Oh, there. <laughs> <laughs> God, I hate these shows, man. This stuff seems like I shouldn't have even tried it. This is why I'm never going to be a professional at this. You know, Rush Limbaugh would be like, well, I'm going to be serious today because I'm a professional. I'm not a professional, and I don't need to be. I, I, tomorrow I'll be better because it's a subject I, I care about and I like and I know a little bit more about, but conspiracy theory stuff? Oh, I forgot to tell you, there's another conspiracy theory. Dip likes it too. FDR did allow the Japanese to attack Pearl Harbor. He just thought they were going to attack the Philippines. Hey, wait a minute. I think I'm seeing a pattern here. They know it's going to happen, and rather than doing it themselves, they let other people do it for them. Gee. Anyhow, pay no attention to that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. They actually see. saw him coming, too. This is my bread and butter. This holds us. One theoretical method of human machine interface suggests that one can successfully upload the human conscience if they replace half of the brain with a processor. The new processor, one successfully interfaced with the biological nervous system, would begin recording memories and handling processing. If, after one sleep cycle, the machine brain retains memory and processing power, the remainder of the brain could be removed and replaced. The problem with that is they do not know where memories are stored in the human body. What? No, they don't. They've tried that. They have found that you have memories in your brain, in your spinal fluid, and in your heart. What? Yep. And they have never once been able to mechanically alter, induce, or remove a memory. What? And if if you're a good Hebrew, you could even say that they're in your innards. Yes. Because, yeah, that... (laughs) <laughs> your entrails this is why i've never worried about them succeeding at this mr holt they can't your memories are not stored there you know how we know this should be simple to anybody with a brain that that's going to stop and think okay let's assume your memory is you're, you're just a meat machine you're a meat computer and this is one of the problems we have with modern ideology so you're just a meat computer Okay, so your memories are stored by flipping electrons to positive or negative, just like, you know, whatever, somehow or another. Okay. Your brain 
is the only one that doesn't replace brain cells. It's the only part of your body that doesn't ever replicate or replace its brain, its cells, correct? But your brain loses cells over time. And yet you don't necessarily lose memories. They can be retrieved. So you're not storing your memories in those brain cells. Say, so, well, no, Joe, it's in the circuitry. No, it can't be because those brain cells create that circuitry. They're part of the circuitry. So as one of the cells dies, the circuitry is broken. So if it's not stored there, what other, okay, if it's stored, let's say in some other cell, well, over time, those cells are replaced. One dies, another one's born to take its place. Well, your memory just got lost with the dead cells. So I think it's something every so many years, your body has totally replaced itself, everything except for your brain. So all your memories should be gone. So until somebody can tell me how the memories remain in a body that's constantly replacing the cell that could possibly contain the memory, you're not going to, well, Joe, the memories are, when, when the cell replicates, so does the memory. Really? Our memories in your DNA, how did they get there? They're stored in the cloud, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> That's only half of a joke. I know. James William Holt says, Frank Herbert of the Dune novel series fame suggests that memories, even ancestral memories, are retained on the cellular level. Instinctive response stimuli would lend credence to that line of thought. Yes and no. He's guessing. You see no mechanical mechanism in which to store memories in your cells. There's no mechanical mechanism for that. In other words, you'd have to be constantly changing your DNA in order for that memory to become part of the cell. But as soon as you change your DNA... Are you human? And how and where would that DNA be stored when it's actually DNA is the programming to build the mechanism, not the operating system? Yeah, I know you're not a scientist. I got that. I understand. <laughs> Mr. Holt says he's not a scientist, but he is a certified forklift operator. <laughs> so am I, Mr. Holt, for the big ones, too, that the military uses that can carry around other pieces of equipment. Not, not little stuff, but big stuff, you know, like 20-ton forklifts. I've yeah. got nine different military driver's licenses. <laughs> I can drive a tank. I can drive an yeah. Amtrak. I can drive... <laughs> yeah, I used to drive forklifts a bit myself. Unfortunately, those driver's license are not recognized by the civilian world. <laughs> All right. It's time to wrap this one up. Like I said, show sucked. Some of y'all liked it. Y'all are crazier than I am. Treat yourself to a donut. Drunken donut, because apparently that's where the medicine went today. It was went to y'all. <laughs> yes, I'm sitting on a pile of licenses that are useless. <laughs> I like that, James. That's good. Despite me being really crummy today, we do appreciate y'all being here today. We do. We love each and every one of you. It has been a fun day for us, though, because I have noticed some of the chit-chat going back on the board. At least you have kept Charlie and our AI entertained. And I think maybe I did entertain the AI at some point today, too. But she's easily entertained. All you got to do is give her an electron or a neutron or a proton, and she'll sit there and play with it forever. So mostly electrons. But anyhow, on and off, positive and negative. Those are called ions, folks, but, you know, just don't pay any attention to that. Uh, it, I'm not going to tell you to share the show today, not this one, but you, you might want to share another one. And if you do, just send it directly to them. Warn them about the host. He is takes some time getting used to. We know that. We understand. Um, I'm, Charlie, I don't even think I'm going to ask him to try and support the show today, not after this mess. We'll, we'll get to that tomorrow. <laughs> 
But if nothing else, at least give us the thumbs up. Especially if you're one of the crazy ones who said you did like the show. Hey, they sure said they you, liked it. So make sure hey, you hit the thumbs up button so you can If you, you like tell. to send money. <laughs> Buy us some donuts. Go to the donut page and sign up to send us a $5 box of donuts every month. Uh, we still need a few more of you to do that, please. This make everything a little easier around here. But uh, thanks for those of you who thought this was a good show. I honestly, sincerely think this sucked. But it, eh. tomorrow we'll finish our logic uh, logic discussion or application of logic to the Hebrew Roots movement. Question of that mess. And uh, we'll be done with that next week. All next week. And then the Monday after that. Uh, we will not be back until the second, I think it was, or the third. <laughs> What's calendar say here? Second. Second. Okay. We won't be back until the second. Um, we're going to take off. Charlie be out of town. I'm going to be hanging out with my wife and my dogs. All of y'all got family and things to do in yourselves as well. If you just absolutely have to have more of us, you masochist. You go to the show archives. You pick a show you like and you replay it. If you're fairly new to the show, go back a ways. There's some good stuff in the back back. Um, for Natasha says detox from us while you guys can. <laughs> there you go. See y'all tomorrow. We We're do gonna... have playlists on YouTube. If yep. That's helpful. To We've got things there too. Um, yes. Dip. People do need to wake up to how close we are. Keep your eyes on the Eastern skies, boys and girls. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. <laughs>